Hello there and welcome to season two of the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashwin Sharma. I'm Tom Thorne. And we're both final year medical students at the University of Birmingham. This podcast is about our life at medical school, what we get up to in and around the edges and what we're looking forward to about our future careers. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, please subscribe and leave us a rating. So welcome back. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about the PSA. Um, we've got a, a new little setup. So we've, we're trying three cameras for the first time. So we've got camera up there. I don't and, know where to look. <laughs> and then you've got your camera on and then I've got my camera on here. So we should get some nice reels and um, we are in the same room next to each other. So if we ever look over, <laughs> we're not in different rooms. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk, talk about the PSA today. And so running through a few of our tips, uh, what we've been doing to prep, kind of how we're feeling about it. And um, before that, we just kind of wanted to talk about what's been going on, kind of following on with our, our usual episodes. So Something that we've seen a lot in the news recently is about this kind of COVID and flu at the same time. So before we start, what I thought I'd talk about, because it's definitely something I've seen on the wards recently when I've been on Obs and Gynae, is this kind of COVID and flu like hitting at the same time. So kind of it's almost uh, a little bit like a um, kind of when people are getting kind of hit with COVID and other people are getting hit with flu, it's kind of overwhelming the healthcare system a bit. Mm. And I've seen patients in when I've been on Ops and Gynae, kind of even on labor ward where patients are kind of, uh, they're not sure whether they have flu or COVID, but it's just really overwhelming, particularly when people are going into labor. And I think what's happening at the moment is that there's lots of people coming in with uh, kind of breathing difficulties and they're not sure what it is and actually what it's doing yeah like I said is overwhelming the healthcare system and with the strikes as well that we spoke about last week it's making everything very difficult and I've even known from having emails from trust that there's lots of um, there's lots of people in uh, intensive care at the moment with kind of flu and COVID so it's important to kind of keep up to date with your, your flu and COVID. Yeah jobs. no I actually to be fair on the ward actually um, this week I've been mm. going to see some of our like friends who have graduated so the F1 yeah. doctors now and they've been saying to me that um, um, there's been a push like for the hospitals to, um, if if they're medically fit for discharge, try and discharge as many patients as possible. Oh, really? they, yeah, because they're quite yeah, yeah. Uh, quite swamped. They don't have enough beds, so yeah. uh, trying to like get people from like ICU to the ward, and mm. so they need to get people from the yeah. hospital back home, like if if safe. So um, I know he said today, like one one friend, he was just like, there's been a big push from the hospital to try and get people out of hospital like yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, I think just because there's there's this kind of fear that it's all going to be overwhelmed, isn't there? Mm. And so that's just something that they want to try and avoid but yeah, yeah no I just thought it's quite interesting because I've, I've seen it mm. I mean mm. um I think we'll speak about uh another point but I also had a big first moment didn't I which I've probably not stopped banging yeah, on about. talk about it now yeah yeah, you sure? yeah yeah go for it so yeah so today I or not today uh, a couple of days ago yesterday I, I delivered uh, a baby so not to try getting hands on but I actually like delivered it so uh I've been kind of helping out the midwife earlier on in the day and I, I wanted to see a vaginal birth but they actually got me involved and they got me to deliver the baby and the midwife was moving my hand around and helping me deliver the baby and kind of speaking me kind of talking me through it and um it's really really um it's pretty amazing to see i mean i'm not going to go and oh it was great to see the head move this way and that way it was just pretty incredible experience Mm. like you always forget on obs and gyne that like you end up with two patients at the end Mm. but actually it's pretty incredible and like you're you're helping someone bring that life into the world you said to me you were like oh well this is like this is something that the parents remember forever and like I'm the one who's delivered the babies. I was part of that moment. Yeah, um, I think it feels really special. I mean, I know it sounds a bit kind of egotistical, but you're involved in that, like you're kind of privy to that special moment yeah. in their life. And that's a moment that I, I might, um, uh, I mean, I probably won't ever forget. I mean, mm. The first baby I delivered, it might be the only baby I ever delivered. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, it might. Um, 
Yeah, I remember you saying the first well, of many. I remember you saying as well that when the baby delivers, I've had this thought as well that like when you're carrying the baby over, you're like, <laughs> like, yeah, imagine. honestly, the biggest the biggest fear I had when I was doing it was was not as the baby was being born because I was there with like the midwife and then like the senior midwife like the band seven. It was when they were like checking the baby over on like the incubator, and then I had to move. Had to carry the baby over. The midwife went, carry the baby back over to dad. And I was there, like, oh, cradling oh this baby. God. And I was like, looking down at my feet, being like, do not trip over. I don't my shoelaces aren't under. Yeah. It's like when you go into theatre and you're scrubbed yeah. and you're like, I can't touch anything. Do you know what I mean? The first yeah. time you do. And I was carrying this baby. I was like, I was just, I was just scared. I didn't want to drop the baby. I guess I was really bad, but I didn't want to drop the baby. Um, but anyway, um, we'll talk more about that on another time when we talk about my experience of opposite guiding. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, let's get straight into PSA. Mate, I'll let you uh, take over for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. So PSA, I mean, you said PSA, we said PSA a lot. We don't mean mm. the prostate-specific antigen. No. Nope. What we're talking about is prescribing safety assessment. So yeah. it's an exam that um, we have to do. Um, I, some unis, it's not a requirement, but I think for most unis it is to, to um, qualify and then to become a doctor. So essentially it's 200 questions, uh, sorry, not 200 questions, 200 marks in 120 minutes. So people say it's quite a time pressured exam um, and you have uh, eight sections. So there's a prescribing section, a prescription review section, planning management, uh, providing information, calculation skills, adverse drug reactions, drug monitoring and data interpretation. So You're really remembering it well off the top of your head. I know, I know. It's not like I'm reading off a screen or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, so, I mean, this exam for us is what, uh, 10 days away? Uh, yeah, so, so for us, it's next Friday. Next We're recording Friday. it on the 24th of January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's our recording, it's 24th of January and our exam is on the 3rd of February. Mm. So um, I guess it's, it's a good time to record to see... Uh, what the exam is how we how we're feeling going into mm. it how we've been prepping um so i guess i'll just um ask you first how are you feeling 10 days away i'm feeling all right i mean as we'll come to talk about i mean i've got revision to do over the next 10 days for it definitely but i think what's quite nice is it's feeding into my general revision for finals and going over kind of a number of topics and I'm not trying to make it to the point where I can know everything, but what I'm doing is to make me competent for F1 is trying to know where I can search. If I don't know the information from like core knowledge, where I can find that information. And I think as well, as we'll come on to, there's some kind of difficult things. So some things like if you're looking for vitamin K, you can't just search vitamin K. Do you mm, know what I mean? When yeah. you're like trying to reverse warfarin, you have yeah. to search for like or anticoagulants, or anticoagulants yeah. exactly, which you wouldn't expect to find no, in there. You'd expect no. to be able to find vitamin K, mm. or you have to search for phyto. I can't remember its name, but yeah. Mendione. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I'm I'm feeling all right. Uh, I've done kind of all the mocks that our uni have set, and they've been kind of going okay. I think the the main thing is not just doing the mock, but kind of. Uh, doing it or to get the the practice up but kind of reflecting on it and looking at where to improve and why you didn't get marks mm. for a question mm. is the most important yeah yeah and i guess like, so so an example of a question would be like they'd give you a clinical scenario um this patient has come in with x y and z and um you have to prescribe a medication for them so that's for example in section one and you have a couple of options um so the options are in uh, you can either use the bnf or, or medicines complete um and then you have to go and, and type it up and search for what you think uh, the drug you have to prescribe is based upon the diagnosis that you've made yep. and then uh, you input that into the system um, so it's a lot of uh, searching on the BNF and medicines complete um, but um, I-, I think you do have to have some core knowledge like I remember I've only done um, two mocks I think there's four so um, 
and uh, out of the two, I remember in the, in the first question on Mock Two, I was just like, I don't know, the, I don't know the answer oh, really? to this question. I don't know. The, what was the your joke. What was your first question? Uh, I, I don't want to say it, but just in case someone's listening to it hasn't done the mock. But um, I remember looking at the scenario, and I was like, I actually don't know what drug to prescribe it. So, um, it, but it's good because the mocks provide you with like a real life mm. um, scenario of, of, of the way the exam's going to go. Um, I think three mocks they provide is sufficient. It's not like the SJT where it's a subjective exam. Um, it's it's something which is objective. You're going to get it right. You're going to get it wrong. Um, yeah. I think the thing I've been finding difficult is, is the time pressure. Um, yeah, I, think I, mean, I, w- I went into the first exam, the first mock exam, not knowing anything about timings, and I finished with about 15 minutes to go. Then I, I thought, oh, actually, let me just figure out the timings, and I figured out 30 seconds per mark. I think is what people were recommending, um, and then I finished right on the dot for, for, for mock two. Yeah, I think. I think I've been ending up finishing the prescribing questions a bit quicker. Mm. And I think that some of the sections, like the, uh, is it the second section, the medication review, mm. where you've got, it's like tick two drugs which cause this. And mm. if it's quite a niche issue, it's not like an obvious one, like hyperkalemia, where there's like some diuretics and things. Yeah. Uh, sorry, hypokalemia is like where there's like diuretics and things like that. Um, then it can be... It can be quite difficult, can't it? Because it's like, which of the two are causes of edema? And there's loads of drugs. Yeah. And you try and put it into interactions and edema doesn't come up as like a side effect. So you're like, oh, right, I need to go through these individually and now look at the side effect. So yeah. I think a big tip, my kind of my tip number one is get, get good at kind of understanding how the BNF is laid out and how to control F and quickly search through something. So mm. not even typing in nausea, but just typing N-A-U because mm. there's no other words that are going to be NAU, are they? Mm. I mean, I'm sure someone will correct me, but um, that quickly gets you through to like nausea or like vomiting. You can just put vom, V-O-M, can't yeah, you? Yeah. Rather than typing everything out. And these little kind of marginal gains kind of speed you up, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and I guess this, is this prescribing safety assessment, I, I don't know how new the or old the exam is, mm. but um, what, do you, what do you think about the exam in terms of have it, uh, everyone having to do it, but some unis not having it as a requirement in order to, to practice as a doctor? Um, I don't know. I think it should be standardised because I, I mean, I thought it's a prescribing standards assessment. Um, but I think it should be standardised across unis because there's no point in half of us doing it and the other half not. I think it's like the, the whole, uh, what's it called? MLA mm. thing that's coming yeah, yeah, yeah. in. Medical licensing assessment. or mm, UK yeah. MLA, yeah. Yeah, UK MLA. I think that it should be in a similar way that it should be either you have it for everyone or you have it for no one. Do you think it's um otherwise you create a disparity between doctors, so some that have done it and some yeah, that haven't. Yeah. Do you think it's it's another hurdle that maybe could be avoided, or do you think it's it's an exam that's necessary? I think it's necessary. Yeah, I actually I actually do in this scenario. It's a pass fail exam, it doesn't count for a percentage. Mm. Um I think that it's useful in making sure that doctors are safe in prescribing or at least know where to look for drug interactions. Because I don't think it's just about the exam, it's about preparing for the exam. You learn how to use the BNF. Mm. The revision teaches you how to use the BNF appropriately, and then you have to understand how to prescribe properly. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think it is definitely relevant. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. I agree. It, it is an exam that I think is is relevant. I guess <laughs> some you know, no one likes exams, right? Is it like I'm always going to complain about either or something? Yeah. So what, time or I mean, what do you think? I I do, I do think it's relevant. I do think it's relevant. Um, I'm not sure though that uh, all the sections are relevant. Okay. Um, because choosing like three drugs that are going to cause hyperkalemia and then sometimes you don't know which ones they are and it's like the nichest ones and you have to control F everything. That, mm. that, I don't think that's representative of what you're actually going to do um, as a doctor. No, um, but, but knowing... But, but, and it's not 
as if they're <laughs> the most common things that you're going to find. Like, for example, they are some common ones, but sometimes there'll be niche ones because obviously it's an exam they're trying to catch you out. Those ones, I don't think they're as, as relevant. Um, so, I mean, there are parts of it that are relevant, parts of it are not. Um, I don't think you're going to be that as time pressured in real life. I don't, I don't think that's... Um, as necessary um for 200 marks in in two hours um it's, it's quite a time pressured exam that's what everyone uh, all the f1s i've spoken to have said is it's a very time pressured exam um so I, I think that there are bits to it which are unnecessary but i think overall it is an exam that has its use yeah fair enough um I get what you mean about the kind of the niche problems, but I think overall, often you're given quite relevant things. So someone comes in, and you have to prescribe them anticoagulants, or you have to prescribe them fluids, and they they mix it up the scenarios, don't they? They give you some acute things, some long term things, some fluids, and then um, what's the other one? They normally what? give you they normally give you a fluids yeah. and acute medicine, yeah, a long term medicine, and then I don't know. Well, I thought was those. I I know there was just a couple of fluids. You're guaranteed. Um, I think two fluid questions out of yeah. the eight prescribed. Yeah, questions. and then you'll normally have two acute medicines, two long-term medicines, two fluids, and there's two other things that I'm probably forgetting because uh, there are. Because I think you get eight questions, don't you? Um, but yeah, so I mean, how have you been preparing? We've been preparing in quite a similar way, haven't we? Kind of almost on the pretty much the same time schedule. So I'll let you talk through kind of what we've both been doing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I might must have started about a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> um, I think I. Um, might have started just when we got back um so i think i've given myself about a month to prepare yeah uh and there's a book called pass the psa so um i've been using that book to going through it and it sort of teaches you the techniques to go through each section um and i've been told from other people and what i did before i started psa revision is i always had a like a little look on reddit to see what other people had done the uh, um gone by and they said um do the official papers and uh this psa book is good for you understanding um uh, getting familiar with the questions um in the exam so i've been working through this book working through the sections and then at the end of the book there are some mock exam questions um so i haven't done those yet um i think the main thing that everyone does is is the official past papers mm. so i think there's four um i've done two yeah i've done yeah i've done two at the moment um i'll do the third one tomorrow and so um they're quite good um they're 100 marks so half of what um the ex the official exam would be yeah but it gives you a good idea of, of the question styles the interface um how quickly you need to work um so i think after doing them i'm feeling slightly slightly better but um I, don't, I think this this time pressure thing is really um, is the yeah. only thing which I'm because I I'm in usually in exams I'm not very time pressured so I'm not used to having this time pressure um, so I think that's the only thing that's concerning and I guess um, what is is different sections are weighted differently so um, the first prescribing section uh, each forty percent of your marks yeah isn't it? yeah so uh, the first two sections are one hundred and twelve out of the two hundred marks okay um, and the first each question is worth ten marks in in the first eight questions. So if you get <laughs> you get the prescription wrong, you get zero out of ten, uh, which has happened. You to don't me. always get zero out of ten. Well, I mean, if you if you get the prescription wrong, like completely wrong, if you don't know what's going on mm. in 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 the question, um, yeah. then you're going to get zero out of ten. Um, if unless you manage to guess somehow and get it right. Yeah. Um, so I guess like you can get ten out of ten quite quite simply if if you know it straight away. But on the flip side, if you don't know it, then you're going to get zero out of ten. So yeah. um, I, I guess ten days out, I'm feeling better. Like um. I've managed to do okay in the mock so far. So, um, yeah, I'm not as worried as I was when I started. It's just this, I need to stay on top of the time, I think. Mm. 
Yeah, and I, I think what I, what I haven't actually been doing when I've been doing the papers is having a bit of physical paper in front of me to write notes down. And I actually think that's really relevant because you can't really highlight on the official mocks and you can't put in kind of, um, you can't put in answers, uh, like you can't write notes on the screen. So what I'm definitely going to need is when I'm deciding between two drugs and kind of like contraindications, what I really want is um, a bit of paper to be like, right, I think it could be this or this. So what I'm going to do is have a quick look about contraindications. Mm. I think the maths section is quite nice. We've both said that we find it all right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I guess it depends I think on where your strengths of, are. Yeah, I mean, I think there's quite a lot of red herrings in the maths bit. They'll be like, this is mixed up with this and this and this. And actually, a lot of that information is sometimes irrelevant. So it's screening it screening out a big point the tip number two is kind of screening what information do you need and what information is irrelevant mm. often if there's information in there it's put in for a reason so i got a question wrong uh, earlier on today when i was practicing because i didn't look at one key bit of information mm. and that actually meant that when i was doing the prescribing question i didn't get it mm. um so that's really taught me to kind of use all of those key bits and actually use a bit of paper and write down. So that'd be my tip number two is that kind of make use of physical kind of notes because you can't really highlight in the paper. Um, I think also as well, my third tip would be use Medicines Complete BNF. Set out far, <laughs> far better than the uh, the other BNF. Yeah. Why, why are you laughing? Well, I'm not just laughing because I know we're, we even recommended the Medicines Complete by yeah. the uni, but like I know other people who use swear by the, really yeah, yeah okay the i think the medicine's complete because it's all on one page but it's all in sections mm. so as soon as you search on medicine's complete it brings up anything in the whole drug nomogram whereas um if you search on the other bnf i don't think it does i think you have to click on the individual sections. the other bnf is good for some things though like what um so i think like drugs that can cause x y and z like drugs that can cause like heart failure or something oh, um, really? you can just type it into the search bar but i think the advantage is that um, but the disadvantage is you have to spell everything correctly, whereas in Medicine Complete, it comes down the drop-down menu. Even if you spell it a bit wrong, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I spelled Sertraline a bit wrong, like an I-E-N earlier yeah, on. Yeah, and, oh, thanks, um, for, thanks for telling me. No, 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 this was this was a couple of days ago. Um, and um, you've done the paper that it's in anyway, <laughs> um, and, it, um, and it still brings it up. Yeah, so, so I mean, just a bit of a side note. Uh, today, Tom was just like, oh, uh, have you done paper three? I was like, no, I haven't done paper three. And he goes, oh, you know, there's a question in the first <laughs> half of the paper, which, um, you know, you might doubt yourself about. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm definitely going to doubt myself now, aren't I? Because you told me that. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, we, like we said, we've been using the official mocks because they're quite good. I need to go start going through the past PSA. That's, mm. what I'm, that's what my kind of aim is over the next 10 days. And by the weekend, I want to have gone through that past PSA. Apparently, it's quite quick to go through. Mm. Yeah, 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 it's relatively quick. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I, I guess one thing to say is that uh, you did say that calculations are okay, but people are going to have different strengths and weaknesses yeah. uh, throughout. So so some people might find the calculations more difficult and they might be the most difficult section, whereas um, the prescribing might be their strongest section. But so I think, importantly, you've got to understand how the marks are distributed. If you're... If you're not feeling confident on both prescribing and the calculations, focus that energy on the prescribing because that's where the wealth kind of the the majority of the marks uh, are in that section, aren't they? Or not the majority, but kind of polarity of plurality of them. So it's like you said, about forty percent of the marks are in that section. Mm. So if you can get that section right uh, and get hundred percent on that, then you're kind of more almost two thirds of the way to passing. Yeah. You? Because yeah. you need, because it varies year on year. It's not a fifty percent pass mark. It's kind of between sixty and sixty-five percent. Yeah. From the mocks we've been doing, it's between sixty and sixty-three. So um, yeah, 
um that is your kind of pass mark that you need to aim for yeah and i think a big big thing that i would really recommend is the mind the bleep series yeah it's been really 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 good good. and i can't i can't thank mind the bleep enough um for releasing that series on the psa because what they do is they go through all the different kind of areas that you need to go through so they'll spend um, a bit of time on each of the different sections and go through all of the different like specialties that that covers. And it's really good because you work through the questions and they talk about kind of common misconceptions, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. I remember because I was away for this weekend um, and they've I think they've released nine in total. So I remember, <laughs> I remember coming back and then you were like, have you uh, have you watched the new episode of, of Mind the Bleep? And I was just like, yeah, bro, of yeah. course I have. And we looked at each other, episode nine. Episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they're, they're, they're kind of done with covering most uh, everything for this yeah and i think a particularly strong one is the medicine and surgery one yeah done that's a really really good one but all of them are all of them are really good and they give you lots of practice questions to to work your way through um so it's definitely worth um it's definitely worth going through so what do you think about um how well informed we have been about the psa uh about the exam the resources we've been given because I know it does vary across universities. Compared to a number of other people, uh, I don't think we've been as well informed. Um, I don't think we've been as well informed. We've had um, we've had one mock, which was in November. Mm. A lot of other people have had kind of multiple mocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to explain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, because my girlfriend goes to, to Bart's. Yeah. So I know she's had done about three Wait, mocks. Wait, is she a medic? <laughs> so she's done um, a couple of mocks um mm. and like i know their university have given them like a powerpoint um yeah like series about like how to go about the psa so um I, I was just comparing and i guess if the exam's standardized then surely the the material should be standardized as well the preparation um or at least we should be made more aware of it because i feel as if we've had one revision session one mock yeah um, i i think that i think that a big thing uh, um at birmingham is that um I think that what what could be improved is kind of more focus on prescribing. And I think I've, I've said it beforehand is that I've really enjoyed the prescribing sessions that I've had in final year. So where we'll talk about kind of fluid prescription and we'll spend a couple of hours sitting there working through prescribing charts and learning how to prescribe fluids, how to prescribe recess fluids, maintenance fluids and all of that. So I've really, I've enjoyed those sessions and I think that they would be good. Not, not even kind of PSA focused, but just generally focused on prescribing. Um, yeah, I, I think that other universities maybe get a better exposure, but I, we've not seen from all unis. Some unis might get no exposure, no, no true, kind of true, yeah. no teaching. And we, at least we did have a mock in November time, which was quite useful because it kind of you were given about a week's window and you're forced to kind of do the mock if you wanted to. So I, I think useful. honestly, if I didn't have that mind the bleep series, I would be a lot more clueless than, mm. I, than I am right oh, now definitely. because uh, they yeah. went through different specialties and they t- they gave you little tips for the exam. They would definitely. they would ask you questions deliberately. Um, so that you couldn't search the answer right away. You'd have to search something slightly different, which you wouldn't know. Yeah, so there was. they did a question on someone who had sickle cell and they were looking for a pneumococcal like antibiotic prophylaxis, weren't they? Mm. And you couldn't search like asplenism, hypersplenism or anything like that. You had to search bacteria you had to search like, bacterial, bacterial prophylaxis, prophylaxis and then go down and search sickle cell pneumococcal and then make sure you're in the children's bnf not the adults bnf which was a common kind of problem that people made and then you'd get your answer 
And then you had to calculate the dose based on the weight of the child, I think, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those in, in the calculations. Mm. Uh, calculating <laughs> doses yeah, yeah. based on, on the weights of, of children. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Um, yeah, that's my that's my uh, another tip that I've got is make sure that you're in the right BNF. So, I mean, it <laughs> wow, sounds what easy. Tip that is. <laughs> no, it sounds easy, but often there'll be the when you, no, but when you're working it out, often they'll have the adult dose as well as the kids dose. Yeah. Won't they? Yeah, yeah. And so if you're in the wrong BNF, then you might accidentally get the wrong dose. You might it, it, it's more when you're looking at a kid's question, you're accidentally in the adult BNF and mm. you quickly look for a dose and you go, "Oh, it's 400 uh milligrams when actually that's the adult dose and for the kids dose you need 10 milligrams per kilogram or something like yeah, that yeah 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 i've also been going on um on like social media quite a bit and reddit and stuff um because people are giving like good um mnemonics for like uh, oh really for drugs because obviously you it's nice to have some core knowledge it'll save you some time if you don't have to look mm. everything up yeah yeah so i remember uh, you know there's like the enzyme inducers inducing drugs and yeah. enzyme inhibitors um i know people have talked about like the side effects of old things that cause hyperkalemia hypokalemia yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's like a mnemonic heavy exam isn't it um i remember the the drugs that you should stop before surgery i lack op like the, <laughs> the mnemonic yeah so um yeah. these are things i'm probably going to go through kind of the day or two days before because otherwise i'll forget them i think mm. yeah yeah you're there trying to remember it in your head aren't you right Sorry? Now? yeah i was actually yeah, don't, 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 <laughs> yeah. don't please <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, mnemonics, if they work for you, they don't work for everyone. And I, I felt they probably work better for you. Um, I think that that core knowledge does help you speed up. So the more core knowledge you have. And I think with me having, uh, with myself having done uh, the big acute medicine block, I may be at a slight advantage having a bit more of that core knowledge. And like you were saying, you obviously integrated last year. So you had that bit of time out of medicine and you're saying that you're feeling it a bit when you're prepping. Yeah, this. I think I feel slightly disadvantaged because yeah. like I, I've I've had a year out of medicine mm. and um, I come back into medicine and, and the rotation I've had has been very specialised. I've had paediatrics and obs and gynae. So, yep. for example, there was a question relating to obs and gynae and I was quite happy with the way I could answer that question mm. on the marks. But uh, like I said in, in paper two, um, one of the questions I was, it was just, I knew what it was, but I just couldn't remember it from two years ago. Um, and I was just there, I was just, I was thinking, I was cursing myself. I was like, why did I interclate? It was about <laughs> dealing with like, it was acute dystonia, wasn't it? And what it you, was, what it you was, prescribe it was, yeah, if someone gets yeah. acute dystonia. And I was just like, I, what is this? What is this? In my head, I, I was wasting time. I was going, I shouldn't have interclated last year. I shouldn't have interclated last year. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. by the time I knew it, like two minutes had passed. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll just do whatever. You, you, you thought you knew it. I you thought I knew it. Yeah, I got really happy. <laughs> you did get it right, did you? <laughs> I went to look at the answer. I got zero out of ten. What did you put? Something like... I put tetrabenzene. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And the, it was procycladine, wasn't it? Yeah. Spoilers. Mm. Spoiler. Um, yeah, spoilers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's another tip as well, isn't it? Kind of run through your core knowledge. Mm. Make sure that your core knowledge is the level you want it to be. So understanding common doses. So when you're looking through and you're looking for those dose errors, it might be that paracetamol is at two grams every six hours rather yeah. than a gram yeah or it might be that uh, a torvastatin is at 80 when they haven't ever had like uh any cardiac history yeah or it might be at like five and you know you've got your, your two standard doses for your, your, your statins and things like that and knowing about your 
you're kind of you're low in your high dose aspirin and all of those things like your common common things are yeah, common, I guess aren't it's, they? it's it's common um so so it would be good to know but i mean at the end of the day for whatever reason in the exam if you do forget it you can just look it up you can but like you said you can save yourself more of the time the true, more college true. The more no, it's true college the more core knowledge that you fill yourself up with yeah the, the quicker it can get no but i guess it's just something to for people to think that because yeah. in an exam people can get nervous and get stressed like yeah, yeah. even the easiest thing that you know you'll, check you, over. you'll, you'll forget so yeah. you can you can just look it up i guess but I mean, there's always stuff like I'm not going to learn about all the side effects of sulfasalazine. You're not. But <laughs> you need to know, like, I mean... It's common knowledge, bro. <laughs> all right. Um, but it's kind of things like core knowledge-wise that, like, clozapine can cause agranulocytosis, things like that. So, And often the monitoring questions require another step, don't they? So mm. it's not just knowing that it causes agranulocytosis. It's knowing that because it causes agranulocytosis, if someone gets ill, you need to do a full blood count. Yeah, I mean, but, but some of the questions you can just look up on the monitoring section. You can, so, um, you can, but some of them require you to think about what is written in the monitoring section and then apply that to the question, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> some, some questions are admittedly like harder than others. So uh, some questions you, you'll just find out the BNF, but others you'll have to just think that, that extra step to, yeah. to try and do it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming up in 10 days. And um, I guess, I mean, the only resource I use have been Mind the Bleep, the official papers and the past the PSA book. Um, I know there are other resources that exist i know there's like a top 100 drugs book um there's a uh that i know past med have a section i know geeky medics have a bank yeah bank. i tried the i tried the past med section i didn't really get on that well with it i yeah. thought that the the official papers are quite good yeah and just understanding those well enough and we like i said we did a mock and we've got four then other mocks to go through so that's mm. five kind of papers that you've done i know they're only half length and i think i'm going to start looking at that um uh, past PSA book and kind of start I, I've read through uh, a bit of the guidance section but I need to actually start doing the question mm-hmm. so I've kind of probably read a quarter of the guidance yeah. I mean it's not to say that whatever we've done you guys should do as well yeah, whatever yeah. You, you find useful to you so I mean I'd be interested to see, to know if you can get in touch about what resources you've been using uh, how you found it anything you found that's good anything that you found that's bad um, and how you're feeling ahead of the PSA because uh, like I said like I, I know people are stressed about it like yeah. I was I, I, Loki I am kind of stressed about it um, and but remember it's, it's kind of it's pass fail it's not it's not a graded thing regardless you still have to pass it yeah yeah you're not I know you're not aiming for a mark you're still you're still aiming to pass yeah so um, it's 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 something which is as well I don't know with with MCQs and SBAs like I, I take a lot more comfort in the fact that um, I can correlate how well how hard I work to to yeah. whether I'm, I'm going to pass or not. And I think the PSA being a, an exam that you only ever do once and you've got no kind of long-term preparation mm. for it, it's hard to gauge how well you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely get in touch with us on uh, on Instagram with any questions that you've got or any kind of good bits of um, good resources that you know of that we can kind of advertise to our listeners. And if you've got um, any kind of burning points that you think are really, really good for the PSA, please get in touch with us and we'll, we'll read them out on next week's episode. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess another thing is to say that it's, it is an exam. So um, we also have this episode, I think it's episode 28, mm. we also have another episode talking about our exam rituals. So if you want to listen to uh, what Tom's going to do, what clothes he's going to wear, uh, <laughs> the fact that he's not going to walk under any signs yeah. uh, on the way to the exam, then you, you can go back and listen. Or have coffee on an exam morning. Oh, oh really? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've forgotten already. Well, I'm up so early. My, mine is at about eight in the morning, yeah. so I might yeah, have a bit mid- of coffee. Yeah, mine's at one, I think. Mine's at one. Yeah, so you've got a nice sit. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not quarantined from 10 until 1. That'd I think I will be, be quarantined. You won't be quarantined. 
because I will be in quarantine until you guys leave the building, and then I'll probably go in. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you can just go straight and do your exam and come out. Um, yeah, but if we leave at ten, surely you'd have to be called in at like ten. I have to be there for twelve twenty. I, think, I don't I think, think we will be quarantined then. Maybe they've got a few different papers, or it's all randomised or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it should be okay. And then I guess <laughs> we, we'll check in a day before, uh, day of. Yeah, day we're after. hoping to do a kind of uh, a shorter episode, like Ashvin's did, which went down really well. Actually, people really enjoyed his kind of his day of the PSA. Um, sorry, his day of the SJT mm. um, tips and how he was feeling, and we'll do the same for a PSA. Um, but like uh, Ashwin said, we've got an episode on kind of exam rituals, how we best prepare for exams. So have a listen to those if you've still got any thoughts about kind of preparing for exams and you want to hear our thoughts on that. So kind of to wrap up, we've got the, our tips are make sure you're using the right BNF. So whether that's kids or adults. It's your tips, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, um, make sure that you go through the official papers. Um, also, uh, make sure that your core knowledge is up to date and then uh, focus your energies where um, the marks are held so particularly for prescribing focus on on your prescribing yeah i guess as well just i know we said it a lot of times but mind the bleep webinars really good they've also got um a page uh on tips for the psa and so they yep. go through each section what to expect from each section and they've got a table of things to search for things that you might not for example mm. we're talking about oral anticoagulants for warfarin and things yeah. like that so uh check that out definitely and uh hopefully touch wood we should all, we all be fine I, yeah. I know not everyone does the exam on the third i know some people do it later than the third mm. of february but um that's why we wanted to get this episode out because hopefully then it can reach as many people who are going to be doing the psa and also our episode on the day that we do the psa can reach more people and kind of give those people who haven't done it yet some tips yeah, yeah i mean and, and every f1 i've spoken to um they say the same thing they were like you'll be fine it'll be fine so um, hopefully yeah. hopefully it will be fine <laughs> i'm sure it will be i'm sure it will be touch wood but yes uh if you've got any questions or any thoughts on our episode please get in touch uh, if you could leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Music or whatever podcast platform you're listening on, that'd be really appreciated. Thanks very much and we'll speak soon. Thank you very much for listening. Please leave us a like, give us a rating and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll speak soon.